Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of Course in Miracles original edition, which is published by our dear friends of Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, or if you mouse on the link top for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. On that same drop-down, there's an option to subscribe to have the daily text reading and the lessons for the day sent to you from the Course in Miracles Society. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 10.50 a.m. Eastern. And today we are continuing our reading of Chapter 31, The Simplicity of Salvation, with Section 4, The Real Alternative. We're also mindful of our lesson today, Lesson 329, I Have Already Chosen What You Will. Beautiful lesson that brings it all together and apropos of today's lesson, I found this opening from Paralyzed Samadon in his book 40 Prayers. The poem is called This, not this, the nest of nearness. And it goes like this. An old friend of yours told me that my heart is like a bird in the world of desire, flying in the air of seeking until it lands in this nest of nearness to you. I fold my wings. The nest is lined with the soft down of silence held in the infinite tree of your presence. I didn't know it would be like this. Where I come from, people are lonely. They hurry past your beauty, fearing death. I used to be like them, afraid of heights, until you gave my heart these wings. Now I don't ask to be comforted. That would keep me scared and needy. Now, there is no edge to the peace of my happiness and yours. The nest of nearness. And I have already chosen what you will. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Thank you so much. I remember, Lori, when you first... I remember, Lori, when you first introduced the Pyrrhalias Amadan and uh, the book, and I went out and got it. I love it. I appreciate it. Yeah. You did stuff. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Yvonne. Uh-huh. Thank you for that great affirmation. Okay, my friends, here's our reading list. We have Lemoyne, Yvonne, Harrison, Donna, and Micah. And we're joined in listening this morning by Ida, and perhaps a bit later, Roz. Has anyone else joined us would like to say good morning? Or be on the reading list? Good morning, everyone. Just joined you. I'll be listening. Thank you. Good morning, Judy. Uh-huh. Good morning. It's Jessica. Oh, I can read if you need to read her. Oh, you bet we do. Thanks, Jessica. <laughs> Great, thanks. 
Okay. So here we go in chapter 31, The Simplicity of Salvation, with section 4, The Real Alternative. There is a tendency to think the world can offer consolation and escape from problems which its purpose is to keep. Why should this be? Because it is a place where choice among illusions seems to be the only choice. You are in control of outcomes of your choosing. Thus, you think, within the narrow band from birth to death, a little time is given you to use for you alone. A time when everyone conflicts with you, but you can choose which road will lead you out of conflict and away from difficulties which concern you not. Yet, they are your concern. How then can you escape? from them by leaving them behind. What must go with you, you will take with you whatever road you choose to walk along. Now, the wine. Chapter 31, The Simplicity of Salvation. Section 4, The Real Alternative. There is a tendency to think the world can offer consolation and escape from problems which its purpose is to keep. Why should this be? Because it is a place where choice among illusions seems to be the only choice. And you are in control of outcomes of your choosing. Thus you think within the narrow band from birth to death a little time is given you to use for you alone, a time when everyone conflicts with you, but you can choose which road will lead you out of conflict and away from difficulties which concern you not. Yet they are your concern. How then can you escape from them by leaving them behind? What must go with you, you will take with you, whatever road you choose to walk along. Real choice is no illusion, but the world has none to offer. All its roads but lead to disappointment, nothingness, and death. There is no choice in its alternative. Seek not escape from problems here. The world was made that problems could not be escaped. Be not deceived by all the different names its roads are given. They have but one end, and each is but the means to gain that end. For it is here that all roads will lead, however differently they seem to start, however differently they seem to go. Their end is certain, for there is no choice among them. All of them will lead to death. On some you travel gaily for a while before the bleakness enters, and on some the thorns are felt as one. The choice is not what will the ending be, but when it comes. Thank you, Lemoyne. And Yvonne. Okay, Lori, thank you. It looks like I have a little kitty here. Just one second. I have to them up here. Okay, baby. Okay, sorry. All right, so 34. 
Real choice is not illusion, but the world has none to offer. All its roads but lead to disappointment, nothingness, and death. There is no choice in, these, in its alternatives. Seek not escape from problems here. The world was made that problems could not be escaped. Be not deceived by all the different names its roads are given. They have but one end, and each is but the means to gain that end. For it is here that all its roads will lead, however differently they seem to start, however differently they seem to go. Their end is certain, for there is no choice among them. All of them will lead to death. On some you travel gaily for a while before the bleakness enters, and on some the thorns are felt at once. The choice is not what will the ending be, but when it comes. There is no choice where every end is sure. Perhaps you would prefer to try them all before you really learn they are but one. The roads this world can offer seem to be quite large in number, but the time must come when everyone begins to see how like they are to one another. Men have died on seeing this because they saw no way except the pathway offered by the world. And learning, and learning, they led nowhere, lost their hope. And yet, this was the time that they could have learned their greatest lesson. All such, all must reach this point and go beyond it. It is true indeed, there is no choice at all within the world. But this is not the lesson in itself. The lesson has a purpose, and in this you come to understand what it is for. Thank you. Thank you, Yvonne. And Harrison. 35. There is no choice where every end is sure. Perhaps you would prefer to try them all before you really learn they are but one. The roads this world can offer seem to be quite large in number, but the time must come when everyone begins to see how like they are to one another. Men have died of seeing this because they saw no way except the pathways offered by the world. And learning they led nowhere, lost their hope. And yet this was a time they could have learned their greatest lesson. All must reach this point and go beyond it. It is true indeed there is no choice at all within the world. But this is not the lesson in itself. The lesson has a purpose. And in this, you come to understand what it is for. 
Why would you seek to try another road, another person, or another place when you have learned the way the lessons start, but do not yet perceive what it is for? Its purpose is the answer to the search that all must undertake who still believe there is another search that all must there it is its purpose is the answer to the search that all must undertake who still believe there is another answer to be found learn now without despair there is no hope of answer to be found learn now without despair there is no hope of answer in the world but do not judge the lesson which is but begun with this seek not another signpost in the world that seems to point to still another road no longer look for where there is none make fast your learning now and understand you but waste time unless you go beyond what you have learned to what is yet to learn for from this lowest point will learning lead to heights of happiness in which you see the purpose 
of the lesson shining clear and perfectly within your learning grasp. 37. Who would be willing to be turned away from all the roadways of the world unless he understood their real futility? Is it not needful that he should begin with this, to seek another way instead? For while he sees a choice where there is none with power of decision, what power of decision can he use? The real release of power must begin with learning where it really has the great release of power must begin with learning where it really has to use. And what decision has power if it be applied in situations without choice? Thank you, Donna. And Micah. Uh, Mike, are you on mute? I sure am. I'll do that okay. again. 37. Who would be willing to be turned away from all the roadways of the world unless he understood their real futility? Is it not needful that he should begin with this, seek another way instead? For while he sees a choice where there is none, what power of decision can he use? The great release of power must begin with learning where it really has a use, and what decision has power if it be applied in situations without choice. 38. The learning that the world can offer but one choice, no matter what its form may what no matter what its form may be, is the beginning of acceptance that there is a real alternative instead. To fight against this step <clears throat> is to defeat your purpose here. You did not come to learn to find a road the world does not contain. The search for different pathways in the world is but the search for different forms of truth, and this would keep the truth from being reached. Thank you, Micah and Jessica. Thank you, Laurie. Um, <clears throat> 38. The learning that the world can offer but one choice, no matter what its form may be, is the beginning of acceptance that there is a real alternative instead. To fight against this step is to defeat your purpose here. You did not come to learn to fight a road. I mean, sorry. 
You did not come to learn to find a road the world does not contain. The search for different pathways in the world is but the search for different forms of truth. And this would keep the truth from being reached. 39. Think not that happiness is ever found by following a road away from it. This makes no sense and cannot be the way. To you who seem to find this course to be too difficult to learn, let me repeat that to achieve a goal, you must proceed in its direction, not away from it. And every road that leads the other way will not advance the purpose to be found. If this be difficult to understand, then is this course impossible to learn. But only then. For otherwise, it is a simple teaching in the obvious. Thank you, Jessica. And would there be a new reader then for 39 and 40? Ida. Thanks, Ida. You're welcome. Think not that happiness is ever found by following a road away from it. This makes no sense and cannot be the way. To you who seem to find this course to be too difficult to learn, let me repeat that to achieve a goal you must proceed in this direction, not away from it. And every road that leads the other way will not advance the purpose to be found. If this be difficult to understand, then is this course impossible to learn? But only then. For otherwise, it is a simple teaching in the obvious. <clears throat> there is a choice that you have power to make when you have seen the real alternatives. Until that point is reached, you have no choice, and you can but decide how you would choose the better to deceive yourself again. This course attempts to teach no more than that the power of decision cannot lie in choosing different forms of what is still the same illusion and the same mistake. All choices in the world depend on this. You choose between your brother and yourself, and you will gain as much as he will lose, and what you lose is given him. And when all the lesson's purpose is to teach that what your brother loses, you have lost. And what he gains is what is given you. Thank you, Ida. And is there another new reader for uh, 40, 40 and 41, please? Good morning. It's Karen. I can do it. 40. There is a choice which you have power to make when you have seen the real alternatives. Until that point is reached, you have no choice. And you can but decide now you would choose the better to deceive yourself again. This course attempts to teach no more than that the power of decision cannot lie in choosing different forms of what is still the same illusion and the same mistake. 
All choices in the world depend on this. You choose between your brother and yourself, and you will gain as much as he will lose. And what you lose is what is given him. How utterly opposed to truth is this, when the lesson's purpose is to teach that what your brother loses, you have lost, and what he gains is what is given you. 41. He has not left his thoughts, but you forgot his presence and remembered not his love. No pathway in the world can lead to him, nor any worldly goal is one with his. What road in all the world will lead within when every road was made to separate the journey from the purpose it must have until it be but futile wandering. All roads that lead away from what you are will lead you to confusion and despair. Yet has he never left his thoughts to die without their source forever in themselves. He has not left his thoughts. He could no more depart from them than they could Keep him out. In unity with him do they abide, and in their oneness both are kept complete. Thank you, Karen. And is there another new reader for 41 and 42? This is Sandra. I can read. Thanks, Sandra. 41. He has not left his thoughts, but you forgot his presence and remembered not his love. No pathway in the world can lead to him, nor any worldly goal. Sorry, no pathway in the world can lead to him, nor any worldly goal is one with his. What road in all the world will lead within when every road was made to separate the journey from the purpose it must have, unless it be but futile wandering? All roads that lead away from what you are will lead you to confusion and despair. Yet has he never left his thoughts to die without their source forever in themselves. He has not left his thoughts. He could no more depart from them than they could keep him out. In unity with him do they abide, and in their oneness both are kept complete. 42. There is no road that leads away from him. A journey from yourself does not exist. How foolish and insane it is to think that there could be a road with such an aim. Where could it go? And how could you be made to travel on it 
walking there without your own reality at one with you. Forgive yourself your madness and forget all senseless journeys and all goalless aims. They have no meaning. You cannot escape from what you are. For God is merciful and did not let his son abandon him. For what he is, be thankful. For in that is your escape from madness and from death. Nowhere but where he is can you be found. There is no path that does not lead to him. Amen, amen, amen. Thank God. Oh, indeed. Thank you, Sandra. And would there be one more reader then to complete with 42? One new reader for 42? Here I am, Lori. I'll do it. Thank you. Okay. All right, Jude. Thank you. Give yourself your madness and forget all senseless journeys and all goalless aims. They have no meaning. You cannot escape from what you are, for God is merciful and did not let his son abandon him. For what he is, be thankful, for in that is your escape from madness and from death. Nowhere but where he is can you be found. (laughs) There is no path that does not lead to him. Amen again. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Yeah, what a... Oh. <laughs> well, I'll just try to touch some of these big ideas in Section 4 of the Real Alternative from that first paragraph. There is a tendency to think the world can offer consolation and escape from problems, which its purpose is to keep. Why should this be? Because it is a place where choice among illusions seems to be the only choice. In 34, real choice is no illusion, but the world has none to offer. All its roads lead to disappointment, nothingness, and death. There is no choice in its alternatives because the world was made that problems could not be escaped. And the choice in it is not what will the ending be, but when it comes. In 33, the roads this world can offer seem to be quite large in number, but the time must come when everyone begins to see how like they are to one another. One moment. Sorry about that. It is true indeed, there is no choice at all within the world. But this is not the lesson in itself. The lesson has a purpose, and on this, in this, you come to understand what it, the world, is for. 36. Learn now without despair. There is no hope of answer in the world. But do not judge the lesson which is but begun with this. You but waste time until you go beyond this. 
and learn what is yet to learn for from this lowest point will learning lead to heights of happiness in which you see the purpose of the lesson shining clear and perfectly within your learning grasp in 37 while one sees a choice where there is none what power of decision can he use the great release of power must begin with learning where it really has a use and what decision has power if it be applied to situations without choice in 38 the learning that the world can offer but one choice no matter what its form may be is the beginning of acceptance that there is a real alternative instead to fight against this step is to defeat your purpose here in 39 think not that happiness is ever found by following a road away from it this simple teaching is the obvious in 40 there is a choice which you have power to make when you have seen the real alternatives until that point is reached you have no choice this course attempts to teach no more than that the power of decision cannot lie in choosing different forms of what is still illusion and the same mistake all choices in the world depend on this you choose between your brother and yourself and what you will gain as much and you will gain as much as he will lose and what you lose is given him that's the world how utterly opposed to truth is this when the lesson's purpose is to teach that what your brother loses you have lost and what he gains is what is given you in 41 he has not left his thoughts but you forgot his presence and remembered not his love what road in all the world will lead within when every road was made to separate the journey from the purpose it must have unless it be but futile wandering all roads that lead away from what you are will lead to confusion and despair yet he has never left his thoughts he has not left his thoughts in unity with him do they still abide and in their oneness both are kept complete and finally in 42 there is no road that leads away from him the journey from yourself does not exist and how could you be made to travel on such a journey walking there without your own reality at one with you forgive yourself your madness and forget your senseless journeys and goalless aims for God is merciful and did not let his son abandon him for what he is be thankful for in that is your escape from madness and from death nowhere but where he is can you be found there is no path that does not lead to him amen and we have a few minutes before the floor is open and we'll turn then to Yvonne to lead our lesson reflection so floors open thank you Laurie that was a really good um, summary of what this session contains I'm complete thank you Laurie I agree. Oh, thank you I
Well, he is pounding it home in the very last chapter of this text, isn't he? Because um, he's explained all the uh, other as all the other aspects of what he wanted to explain, so that we can finally understand in this section the whole point of this course, which is to choose with God and not away from Him. I'm complete again. <laughs> That was great, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. And that anything else that we think is a choice isn't really a choice because it just leads to death again <laughs> in time. Um, what we made time for maybe was that, but what God uses time for, what the Holy Spirit uses time for, is to bring us back to him from whom we never really left, because as he explained in here, how could we leave our source, which is always one with us? Thanks. I'm really complete now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ida. This is Donna. Wow. So this is what I see. God's course, God's course plan uh, has one purpose. No, our will is one with him. And the lessons are to have lessons until we wake up. I am complete. Thank you, Donna. There you go. Uh, this is Micah. The, uh, boy, this is a powerful uh, section. It, it's just shining the light on the fact that we are the dreamer uh, of, the, of this time-space. And we are either in the mind or we're or I'm asleep in in the the projection of this time space dream dimension, and those are there is no choice in in the illusion, as he says in here. the The real choice is to awaken in the mind that is a unified mind. It's one with God's mind, and and. And what we are experiencing, and what we are experiencing this moment, is a projection of that mind. I had a couple quotes here that I've read them before, but they they, they seem to really resonate in a nice way. Uh, <clears throat> let's see here. Hold on. Wait. Sorry about that. It's coming. Okay. Uh, He always perceives this world as outside himself, for this is crucial to his adjustment. He does not realize that he makes this world 
for there is no world outside of him. If only the loving thoughts of God's Son are the world's reality, the real world must be in his mind. And another quote. Hang on, here it comes. Um, Let's see. The little child, the light is there. You do but dream, and idols are the toys you dream you play with. Who has need of toys but children? They pretend they rule the world and give their toys the power to move about and talk and think and feel and speak for them. Yet everything their toys appear to do is in the minds of those who play with them. But they are eager to forget that they made up the dream in which their toys are real, nor recognize their wishes are their own. And boy, there's just some beautiful highlights. Um, just want to touch on a couple here. Um, the learning that the world can offer but one choice, no matter what its form may be, is the beginning of acceptance that there is a real alternative instead. So I, I can have so many choices in the dream of a, an illusory self in, in the dream has many, many choices. And the one choice is to awaken in the mind. And um, let's see, here's another. Uh, the p- power, this is from paragraph 40. I'll break up the sentence. The power of decision cannot lie in choosing different forms of what is still the same illusion and the same mistake. All choices in the world depend on this. And then I love how he ties it in into to this shared consciousness and this this mind that we share with one another. Jesus says that you know I do want to share my mind with you because we are of one mind and see this mind everywhere. Um, so uh, you choose you choose between your brother and yourself, and you will gain as much as he will lose. And what you lose is what is given him. How utterly opposed to truth is this when the lesson's purpose is to teach that what your brother loses, you have lost. And what he gains is what is given you. And as we awaken each other and in oneness to this mind, that that really resonates as very true. Um, Let's see. I I think that's about it. Thanks. Thank you, Micah. Some of my favorite quotes. Thank you, Micah. I love that you read the toys about the toys. Thank you. Ah, yeah. Thank you, Micah. (laughs) I love this section. Go ahead, Lori. Yeah, me too. I was just going to say, Judy, um, since we're just a tiny bit past the top of the hour, not that that's a rigid thing, um, but it would be a really good place to stop and reflect on uh, how I have already chosen what you will. And today, Yvonne uh, would like to lead our reflection. So thank you, Yvonne. 
Sure, Lori. Thank you for the opportunity. Okay, today our lesson is 329. I have already chosen what you will. I wanted to go back and read some from creation, which to me really pulls it all together from the lesson, from the reading today and uh, just from that creation. Where did I do with that? Okay, I'm sorry. Hold on. Okay, so here it is. Um, What is creation? Creation is the sum of all God's thoughts. In number infinite and everywhere without all limit. Only love creates and only like itself. There was no time when all that love created was not there. Nor will there be time when anything that love created suffers any change. Forever and forever are God's thoughts exactly as they were and as they are, unchanged through time and after time is done. God's thoughts are given all the power that their own creator has. For he would add to love by its extension. Thus, his son shares in creation and must therefore share in power to create. Creation is the opposite of all illusions. For creation is the truth. Creation is the holy son of God. For in creation is his will complete in every aspect making every part container of the whole. We are creation, we the sons of God. We seem to be discreet and unaware of our eternal unity with him. Yet back of all of our doubts, past all our fears, there is still is certainty. For love remains with all its thought, its sureness being theirs. God's memory is in our holy minds, which know their oneness and their unity with their creator. Let our function be only to let this memory return, only to let God's will be done on earth, only to be restored to sanity and to be but as God created us. Our Father calls to us, we hear his voice, and we forgive creation in the name of its creator, itself, whose holiness is his own cre- whose holiness his own creation shares, whose holiness is still a part of us. Go to the lesson. Beautiful lesson. I have already chosen what you will. Father, I thought I wondered from your will, defied it, broke its laws, and interposed a second will more powerful than yours. Yet what I am in truth is but your will, extended and extending. This am I, and this will never change. As you are one, so am I one with you. And this I chose in my creation, where my will became forever one with yours. That choice was made for all eternity. It cannot change and be in opposition to itself. Father, my will is yours, and I am safe 
untroubled and serene in endless joy because it is your will that it be so. Today, we will accept our union with each other and our source. We have no will apart from his, and all of us are one because his will is shared by all of us. Through it, we recognize we are one. Through it, we find our way at last to God. I've already chosen what you will. Take a few moments here and... Today we will accept our union with each other and our source. I have already chosen what you will. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Yvonne. Thank you, Laurie. Thank you, Yvonne. This is Donna. I, I, I would like to ask if the lesson um, line from the, I don't have the book, if I could hear what the actual lesson is today, and it says, Will, I was just wondering who's speaking, God or us. I am complete. Thanks for the help. If you want, Donna, I can read that first couple of sentences again. That'd be great, Yvonne. Thanks. Okay. Okay, I have already chosen what you will. Capital U. You will. Okay. Father, I thought I wandered from your will. Capital will. Defied it, broke its laws, and interposed a second will, my will, more powerful than yours. Yet what I am in truth is but your will, capital Y, capital W, extended and extending. This am I and this will, meaning the verb, this will never change. As you are one, so am I with you. And this I chose in my creation where my will, my own will, became forever one with yours. Oh, there's one will there. Does that help? Yes. Yes. Thank you very much. Thank you. Amen. That's great. Thanks. Thanks, Donna. Good morning. It's Karen. I had a few thoughts uh, on the lesson. Um, when God extended himself to create us, we were given his will. And that is our will. We have the one will. We've already chosen it because we were given it when we were created. And only truth is true. And that will that that has been um, put inside of us, that's changeless from our conception, from our from our extension, from the divine, that um, 
can't be touched by anything. It, it can never be changed. Um, so similarly, I was thinking of the reading this morning that there's only, only truth is true. So we can choose from a myriad of illusions and falsehood, but on our journey in the world, if we want form and we want illusions, there are a million choices, but they're all one choice. They're all one choice of illusion. Or we can choose the atonement. We can choose the truth. And and that is the choice that was the will that we were already that we already have. It was given to us, and it's it's eternal and changeless. I am as God created me. All, all I can do apart from that is choose illusion and falsehood. I can't. I can't really operate from any other two systems. It's falsehood and illusion, or it's truth. And my will is God's will, and that's the truth. I'm complete. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Amen to that. Really clear. Good morning, this is Sandra. And I love, I love that the um, text is the real alternative. I, I, um, I call myself alternative. I've, I've always thought of myself as being alternative because I, I chose to believe that the body was capable of healing itself, that, it, that um, you know, if I gave it organic food and was a vegan or a vegetarian or, you know, whatever, I used alternative medicine um, which which also believed in the body's ability to heal and and I always thought that was the the alternative and I identified with being an alternative <laughs> but the true alternative alternative is to 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 um, be to identify with the truth of who I am <laughs> which is not an ego. Because all those things, even though they were alternative and they may be a step in the right direction, they're not, they're not the answer. The answer is, I have already chosen what you will. The answer is my oneness with my creator. And that I am, as Karen said, as God created me, period. That's it. And as God created me, I'm, I, I don't need to get sick. I'm the one who makes myself sick with, with my thoughts of separation. So the true alternative is, the real alternative is my choice for the truth, which is completely encapsulated in that last paragraph. There is no road that leads away from him. A journey from yourself does not even exist. How foolish and insane. It is to think that there could be a road with such a name. It, the, everything else is the illusion. Even my alternative medicine and, and alternative everything, it's all part of the illusion. There's only one truth, and that is my oneness with my Creator, and that I can't die because of that. I can drop the body, but, but this spirit, this energy... 
will manifest again because that's its nature. Its nature is love and expansion and more love and more expansion. So I'm just so grateful to know the truth and to have the opportunity to extend it on this planet. I'm complete. Thank you, Sandra. Beautiful, Sandra. Thank you. Thank you. This this is Micah, real quick. Um, I just appreciated so much that the part in what is creation was highlighted because I I need such a reminder that I am mind, not a body. And and to be have the awareness lift out of body identification into that mind. So in the um, what is creation, uh, this part here, God's memory is in our holy minds, which know their oneness and their unity with their Creator. Let our function be only to let this memory return, only to let God's will be done on earth only to be restored to sanity and to be but as God as God created us. And I just have one mind quote that's astounding. And, and, and I love how it's possible on the call to every, every voice I hear to know that that is a, a, a projection into time-space of this holy mind that we share, creating that voice speaking. And uh, here's the quote. The reality of your mind is the loveliest of God's creations. Coming only from God, its power and grandeur could only bring you peace if you really looked upon it. And he italicizes, if you really looked upon it. If you are afraid, it is because you saw something that is not there. Yet in this same place, you could have looked upon me and all your brothers in the perfect safety of the capital M mind which created us. For we are there in the peace of the Father who wills to extend his peace through you. Um, But, boy, we need each other. Thanks. Yes, we do, Micah. Thank you. So much, so much. Thank you, Micah. This is Donna. I realized this morning that I took a walk down one of the roads. I was in heaven and I was thinking, oh, you know what? If it wasn't for coming to these, hearing these readings, I I would not have been able to... uh, well, how I said it first was, what a blessing it was because I get such understanding when I come into the group and I understood that it's all the understanding comes together that lets me get the understanding. And then I, uh, and then I made the mistake. I thought, you, you know, matter of fact, I can't even read this Course in Miracles. It's writing. It's so difficult for me. And then, of course, the next step was I had that experience. I kept stumbling over the reading. But God never leaves you out in the desert. And, and then what came was, um, 
God's, God's course, the idea of what is this course of miracles. Well, the first thing came was, uh, I don't always, in 39, it, it, it says, really, all I have to do is really be willing. It's uh, the, the course, if the course is impossible to learn to me, that's okay. All I have to do, be willing, and my own life experiences let me know that the whole, if we are willing, it lets the Holy Spirit do the work, the hard work. And, and give us little cookies for reward. <laughs> I think it's a computer term now. But anyway, <clears throat> and then I got this just before the lesson was read, which I didn't understand, know about the will being so prominent. God's course, it came to me, well, let's see. The course is to teach us, has one purpose, and it's one lesson is to teach us to wake up. And then I realized, well, that's God's course. His plan is that one purpose, to know our will is one with him. And um, praise the Lord. I'm so grateful that the less we can do it, the better off we are. I am complete. Thank you, Donna. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, Donna. guys good morning I have um, real excitement about the lesson and the reading today um, and but my thoughts are sort of all over the place and and not really gelled but um, I'm going to start with the lesson that um, there is only God's will and that's a changeless will that he created me and that he created me in light and love and the extension of that light and love is my purpose and the reason for and by which I was created, his will creating me to extend his perfect love and his perfect peace. And, um, and sharing, sharing real thoughts, capital R, real thoughts, the only part of my mind that's real is God's mind. The part that is one with God's mind, that shares real thoughts. And real thoughts being true thoughts. Real thoughts being loving thoughts. Only loving thoughts are true. So in fact, and in purpose, and in my creation, and God's extending himself through me, all I can extend are loving truthful thoughts those are the only kinds of thoughts that can be shared and herein lies all of our all of our um salvation the circle of into uh, of atonement that when i accept the atonement for myself and acknowledge that the perfect love of god is within me that i include everything everything i see everyone i see within that circle that all-encompassing 
circle of atonement, circle of light, love and light, that it excludes or rejects nothing or no one. And um, so the the way that we were created, um, we agreed as the Son of God that God loved us perfectly, and that was going to be changeless and eternal, always here, always present, always now, always true in the past, always true in the present, always true in the future, that there is no time in the always present, already here and now, and that its continuance is in that limitless, formless, changeless, eternity. So, coming back to the text, um, well, just to complete my thought about the, the atonement, accepting the atonement for myself, the perfect love of God is in me. His will is that I share it with everyone as he shared it with me because he wants me to see his perfect love in everything because he gave it to everything. God is all in all. There's no place in him. There is no place that is not in him, within him, within the mind of God. And and so there's no place I can go without God. There's no place I can go and not see God. There's no place where um, the peace of God is not in me, where the joy of God is not in me, where the love of God is not in me. This is how I learned to recognize my perfection. The perfection of God himself is within me, that it's an ever-present, never-changing, changing, always constant, consistent, and always the power that he's given me. The power of God's mind is given to me. And that's why I said, who's got the power? And this is where I'm going to come back to the text for me, because it says, in the very first paragraph, you know, we we walked many roads and, you know, tried many things looking for happiness and peace and joy, and they were all temporary, and they disappeared. And um, we thought we could, could control reality and adjust it to suit ourselves to make us more comfortable and to feel more safety and... and, and um, so from the narrow band of birth to death, which is our conception of ourselves, the self-concept that we've invented, imagined, that little time is given to us to use, um, where we can be in conflict with others because it's a selfish, self-centered, and an afraid, afraid perspective on the world and the roles that we give to people and the roles that we give to things as objects of our use. So we go down all these roads, we, you know, things come and go, and we're seeking and never finding our permanent, unshakable knowingness of who we are. We've denied it in walking all these roads, the roads of false beliefs. And here comes perceptions law, that we see what we believe. We're in the world of beliefs. We're seeing what we believe, and we believe it's there because we want it to be there. We're looking outside of ourselves 
to find ourselves, to find our peace, to find our joy, to find our happiness, which is inherent in how we were created. So there's no choices among the billions of choices we think we see outside of ourselves. We can't find, seek not outside yourself. Everybody, we all remember that chapter. But we have these conflicts, we have these difficulties, and these are still worldly beliefs that we need to undo, we need to turn over. I need to, I can't tell you what anyone else needs to do, but I know I still think I have conflicts, I still think I have difficulties, I still think I have concerns, things come up, I have worries, I have anxieties, I have fears, bingo, bingo, bingo. Dismiss them. Turn my cares and my concerns, my worries, over to the care of God. I am his ultimate care. I am, in my knowing who I am, to think like God is to acknowledge how he created me to be. To think like God is to think of myself as God created me. He loves me perfectly. I have no concerns. I have no worries. Everything is perfectly provided for me. So seeing problems in the world is just the baloney grinder, the ego, making problems out of something that I need not even be concerned about. But this question, what must go with you? How can I escape the concerns and the conflicts in the world? Um, By leaving them behind? No. What must go with me? I will take with me whatever road I still am walking along. So I'm still walking, still in the body, still got concerns and, and, and difficulties and challenges. But there's a lesson that I remember every day because I have pain. And I, the lesson, I don't know where it is or what the lesson is, but the question he says, or the thing I must remember is to remember a thousand times a day who walks with me. Who and what must go with me, whatever worldly road I'm walking down. God walks with me wherever I go. Heaven goes with me wherever I go. Heaven is within me. It's not outside of me. And um, so not to be deceived, um, not to deceive myself anymore, not to look outside myself, because everything in the world is temporary. It will pass. It will disappear. And it will die. It will return to dust. Form goes dust to dust. And we're more, much more than, you know, people have this magical idea that we're created out of the stardust of the universe. And it's all fine and dandy, but I don't want to think of myself as being dust. I want to think of myself as the powerful mind of God that is in um, unity, in creation something beautiful and the magnitude of that. And then there's these questions that these lessons, the greatest lessons that we learn when we come to the end and we say, you know, this is, you know, futile seeking and temporary and, you know, it's no gain to gain something that I can lose. Dust goes to dust. So... Make fast my learning now. The great release of power begins where where learning, where it has its use. Where is the power 
of my decision-making lie. It, it comes with the joining the unity in the power of the grace to restore God's Son to its unity. And it's, and it's in, 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 in immutable, unalterable changelessness in its perfection. And to acknowledge that wherever I go is the power of my mind that's in unity with God, that I can see that beauty, that light, that peace, that joy everywhere I go. And there's not, um, there isn't anywhere to go. Everywhere I go is where it is. And there's no journey to it because it is already what we are. And there's not different forms of truth because the truth is everywhere, that God and love and peace and joy are everywhere. And that I, my will today is the will to, to witness that in everything I see. That I choose to hear the voice of God, the call of love to be itself. And, you know, the, um, I mentioned the law, the law of perception. That we believe it's there, we, so we will to see it there. We believe it's there is because we want to see it there. But God's law of creation is that love, creates only itself and like itself. So who created everything? And what is everything but love? And there's nothing else to see. So um, in our unity, we abide in love. And I abide in love and in the oneness of love. And everything is kept complete. My Father and I are one. And all the power and magnitude and glory of his creation is mine because it is his. And he gave it to me. Where would I go? Where can I go? What road can I travel on without my own reality at one with me? There's no roads to go away from this. Anything I think apart from this has no meaning. I can't escape from what I am. God is merciful. <laughs> And he would not let me destroy or abandon myself nor him. Nowhere but where he is can I be found, and there is no path that does not lead to him. Who are we? Who's got the power? We do. Amen, brother and brothers and sisters. I'm complete. Oh, that was very fulsome. Thank you, Judy. Amen. Thanks, Judy. Uh, this is Yvonne. Um, I kind of wanted to speak a little bit about uh, the lesson, exactly, except it's not exactly about the lesson. But anyway, um, what it, the way I'm uh, looking at the Course in Miracles now is that, especially at this last chapter, it seems like Jesus is now saying to us, okay, you know, now you know I've taught you all of this, how to, you know, uh, diffuse the ego and so on and now it's time to connect with your heart so you can really grasp who you really are um, in the course of love there is um, I, I'm not promoting the course of love per se I'm just saying that what he says uh, he says a course of love and a course of course of miracles and a course of love work hand in hand because the change of thinking taught with the course of miracles was a change of thinking about yourself I am on the phone excuse me Interruption, excuse me. Um, anyway, the Course in Miracles, he says, attempted to dislodge the ego mind, 
that has provided you with an identity that you but think you have, you think you are. And the course of love then followed to reveal to you who you truly are. So that's, that's the thing, what I'm feeling today with this lesson and, and what is creation and so on. Because then also he says, in, in, I'm going to read one more paragraph from the course of love, where he says, I have already said that your heart must exist where you think you are. So now you can begin to see that this change in thinking will release your heart, returning it to its natural realm. Thus, mind and heart join in unity in the present, in the here and now, so that you exist within, even within form as the only Son of God, the Christ, the Word made flesh. So remember, he says, that the phrase the Son of God and the name of Christ but represent the original creation and are not to be mistaken for heavenly deities separate from you. I love that little phrase in there. The Christ is your true self as you were created and remain, and the Christ is the accomplished self. Well, that's how I'm looking at what is creation today. I'm complete. Thanks for letting me share. Thank you for sharing that, Yvonne. That was just so clear. Thanks for leaving the left. I know you like that, Micah, because mm-hmm. I know you love the Course of Love, too. <laughs> yeah, you bet. Did I hear Chris in there for a second? You did. You did. I'm here. With God's thoughts, listening. Oh, glad you're here. Uh, this is Donna. I uh, I read yesterday's lesson. I'm not read. Listened to yesterday's reading uh, at least three times last night. And um, and and I got something that I did write down, and it's really, really, really beautiful, and and sticks to the subject. However, <clears throat> I see the time, and it is four minutes. So I'm uh, others haven't spoken, so I'm would leave it up, put the responsibility on you, Laurie, and either way you go, it's the perfect way. Amen. Well, thanks, Donna, and I'll be anxious to hear what your offering is, for sure. Okay, thank you. So I'm telling it as I, I, I wrote it last night to keep it at least a little in order. And so after you, after Lori read the window story, Exposing Perceptions Lens to Light, she mentioned some light on judgment. I listened to the class three times overnight. At the end, I discovered enlightened meanings, enlightened, enlightening, enlightened meaning to me, enlightenment's meaning to me on judgment. And what I came up with, it is seeing other. 
That can only happen in this dream. When I think I have an autonomous mind and extend an autonomous identity and mind to what I think is a body. That is also me outside myself. Without understanding, that is impossible. Because, quote, end quotes, I am that I am. In true absolute being, because the creator thought me to be. Thus, there is neither nothing nor something. There is everything. I am with and within that. Likewise, there is neither happiness nor sadness. There is being oneness as beingness in all that is. There is only God here in omniactive stillness, which is omniactive, complete, living, intelligent blissfulness in being. I am that. The Windows story has a, a projection. I attain understanding of two qualities of seeing, one truth, one the lie, also known as a mistake. One is, the first is, the clear lens of Holy Spirit sight. The second is the lens of bodies which have no sight. Jesus refers to as, quote, having eyes to see, ye see not, end quote. As a dreamer, my projected pseudo-identity sees what is not there by belief, also known as pseudo-faith, which is miscreation at work. So in error, I believe the error, I, in quotes, think, and, in quotes, live. It is, it, and live it in forgetfulness as an independent agent of chaos. I remain where I really am, yet as a sleeper, I look at Father's creation around me and with eyes of the body begin to see that infinitiveness as other, many other. And because I am aware or sense, I am not at peace. Fear begins and miscreation is a pandemic. So judgment no longer gets a pass with me. There is only Christ everywhere. When I see other, I remind myself, oh, a bummer sheep. To heal other, I must recognize I have forgotten who I am and where I am. Making me the bummer sheep, I must attend to as shepherd and thus eliminate projecting and perpetuating the impossible by believing in what is not there but only seems to be.
Amen. Thank you for sharing. Uh, that was a tapestry in itself. Thank you, Donna. It's beautiful. Yeah, there were a lot of shifts created in that. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks, Donna. Oh, this is Lemoyne. Here's the soap. Judy? Go ahead, Lemoyne. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Uh, there's, yeah, there's one line that uh, I just, well, uh, let me start here. It's, it's a repeated line. It doesn't repeat himself often. I think the line repeats, they're repeating, and in fact, all of you have have talked talked to this point. Uh, I think to Micah uh, earlier that uh, so I'll just read it uh, from forty one. He has not left his thoughts. And uh, I know the English doesn't give us the clue in front of the upside-down explanation point, but this is, uh, this is the answer to all the roads, right? All the roads that seem to provide hope of salvation down some path towards perfection or purity or release or freedom. Um, the release is already there. It's, you know, the, the thing to do with the atonement is to accept it, and that's our one path. And for me, this has been a real crucial thing. Not necessarily this expression, the tear repeated. He has not left his thoughts, but the other one is, you know, we are thoughts of God and cannot leave our source. That that one, is, that formulation of it, the converse, yeah. um, has, has been a, a touchstone that uh, saved me <laughs> repeatedly about, about uh, or when I'm, you know, halfway down some road that I realize it's not nowhere journey right? you know if you struggle with the word thought which I do a little bit but, you know what am I it's like this is his thought both capitalized and if it helps put them in quotes I mean the words don't matter and the word thought is is maybe maybe uh seems inadequate to describe life as a thinking, feeling, creating, loving, living being with you know, perception and sometimes even vision. That, that this thought is a thought of creation extending itself. And you know, he has not left his thought. <laughs> and we haven't left him. And this provides a pathway that's not founded in the world, 
but the, I know someone else that's very, very well. More than you know, walking the beauty way, where all that is exists in, in the awareness of God, and it shares that, and that this then provides the, the vision and and the reality of the embrace that allows me to be restored to a view of life as a gift worthy of gratitude rather than some uh, journey down a, between birth and death that is always tangled up in some world outside my that is not fully aware and sharing the awareness of the union of God, the union with God, who is one. Yeah, this is the miracle of creation. It is one forever. So I, I too, want to bring a little piece of A Course of Love, um, which this reading today led me to correct um, from 40 days day 22, paragraph 8. This awareness of union with God is what is now within you awaiting your expression. Awareness of union with God exists in everything. It is there in every tree and every flower, in every mountain stream, and every blowing wind. It is there in each and every human being. It is now time to quit acting as if it is not. It is time to be a channel for the awareness that exists in every tree, in every flower, in each mountain stream, and in the blowing wind. It is time to be a channel for the awareness of union with God that exists in every living being. And uh, that is, uh, is the will that he which is us to share with them. I think that lovely expression, the acceptance of home. And, uh, yeah, Thank you, Lemoyne. It took me somewhere. That, that was beautiful, Lemoyne. Thank you, Awareness of union. Well, this was a <laughs> this was a shifting kind of call, wasn't it? <laughs> like all of them. Thank you, everybody. I just have a few, um, just a few things that um, tie together this morning. First of all. Um, you know, there's lesson 73 was I will there be light and uh, in all honesty I, I made myself stop at that lesson for several years because I couldn't honestly say that I will light I didn't understand I just did not understand 
and didn't feel that without understanding I could go ahead. But one year I finally said, okay, wait, maybe my understanding isn't necessary. <laughs> so I'll have a look at the, the lesson after that. And lesson 74 is there is no will but God's. There's, there's three lessons that begin with there is no. And in this world where uh, everyone seems to think there's such a thing as alternative facts, um, there are only three true facts. One is there is no will but God's. Lesson 74. The second one is there is no love but God's. Lesson 127. And the third one is there is no peace but God's. Lesson 200. They're absolutely unequivocal without wiggle room at all. And when I can accept that, um, it's my feeling or experience, really, that uh, awareness of union is um, is what becomes my reality. When I can accept that, Donna, while you were talking, I had, had memory of... Um, a beautiful poem from Rumi that's about oneness, one, one, one. Strip yourself down, ground yourself, one, one, one. In lucid bliss, calmly smoking off its own fire. And when somebody else was talking, I was thinking of the myth of the phoenix. Such a pervasive myth um, throughout time, really. The myth that uh, the phoenix, the eternal, the eternally immortal, arises from the fire of its own ashes. In this work, we're told um, we don't have to have all the experiences that Jesus had in his life to learn from them. He said, your egos are trying to convince you that they are real and I am not because for if I am real I'm no more real than you are that knowledge and I assure you that is knowledge he says and Yvonne I so loved what you said about claiming our identity um, in words it seems an easy thing and it was um, it was many, many years ago I had that beautiful dream of of Christ at the rudder and at the sail and me resting at the mast, knowing for certain I need do nothing. But in this work, um, we're asked to identify with that Christ mind. And and it was only um it was only very recently that I realized the extent to which body identity uh, colors my experience. In this work, he says, you have no image. You have no image. <laughs> so um, I realized even in my dream that it was more real than any life experience. It was a very lucid dream. In, in the dream, um, I loved that dream. Um, because I realized I need to do nothing. But at the same time, I realized um, I like, I like, I don't like being in a body, but I like having his body over there where I can keep an eye on him. 
isn't that funny? <laughs> I think it's really funny. Um, <laughs> not because I want to keep an eye on him, but because I love him so much. But it's for us to realize that this Savior, this one who bids us learn from his experiences so that we don't have to, so that we can realize we don't have to kill ourselves to realize unity with God, so that we can realize this unity awaits my awareness uh, any moment I'm willing to accept the fact that his identity is my own, that it is not I who live, but Christ who lives in me, which is um, as good a summary as any is what is creation. It is not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Um, you know, there's there's so many things uh, that life presents as another opportunity to let something I didn't want go. And isn't that just life? Um, but to get back to this reading, somebody said something that reminded me of another quote I want to bring in here. I think it was you, Lemoyne. He says, when your body and your ego and your dreams are gone, you will know that you will last forever. Many think this is accomplished through death, but nothing is accomplished through death because death is nothing. Everything is accomplished through life, and life is of the mind and in the mind. Life is of the mind and in the mind. He has not left his thoughts. We are his thoughts, extended and extending. Is there any room for a separate identity there? There just isn't. There aren't two in the boat. There's only one in the boat. And that's the self we share, the capitalist self we share. A bodily identity doesn't exist except as an error in my mind. And even the personage of Jesus as a man is um, something I can let go of when I realize he's in my heart and in my mind. That's not loss, that's gain. And, and as for the first, we have 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, those, those paragraphs about choice and the real alternative all point to the same thing. It clear way back in chapter two in the in the interpretation of defenses. He said this. He said, "All of our pain comes from a misuse of will." I thought I had a separate will. All pain comes from a misuse of will, and sooner or later, everyone must come to the realization that there must be a better way must be a better way. It seemed just like words reading it in the context of defenses, but this is this is the essence of these first five paragraphs. He says it's a perceptual turning point that reawakens the spiritual eye. Pain thresholds may be high, but they're not limitless. 
pain thresholds may be high, but they're not limitless. And when my mind seems to be invested in alternating types or levels of perception, I will have nothing but conflict. And this conflict may last for a long, long time, but pain thresholds, as high as they may be, are not limitless. The real lesson is begun with this. This is the purpose in 36 of this first lesson, that there is no answer in the world. This lesson is the beginning. And from this lowest point, from this lowest point, how about in 36? From this lowest point, will learning lead to heights of happiness in which you see the purpose of the lesson shining clear and perfectly within your learning grasp. That's why Rumi's poem, The Wound is Where the Light Gets In, is such a precious poem. He bid Helen when he was, when he was speaking with her, he said, if you will think how carefully the preparations have been made, this is where I can reach this perceptual turning point and I can be led into an experience of gratitude. Oh, thank you. Thank you for all these hard lessons. Now I realize the joke is on me. <laughs> all these hard lessons where uh, I wept because I did not understand. Um, all these painful lessons of suffering were to get me to <laughs> step three <laughs> in the steps, right? <laughs> the perceptual turning point that awakens the spiritual eye. From then on in, I need concentrate on nothing but listening and silence. Listen in silence. Listen in silence. If I'm willing to give up my mind's error, life is in the mind and of the mind. If I'm willing to give up my mind's error, I will be led to heights of happiness. That's the simplicity of salvation. If I'm willing to give up a mind error, I'm led to the heights of happiness. Once I reach that perceptual turning point that awakens my spiritual eye, I'll never, ever, ever, ever be alone again because that was the error the belief I was alone. Such a simple thing. And I don't have to learn the way Jesus demonstrated. I don't have to be crucified. All crucifixion is of myself. It can be but myself I crucify. In the same way it can be but my gratitude I earn. There's only self. That's why he says... <laughs> <laughs> what an enigma what an enigma in that first paragraph how can you escape from them by leaving them behind what must go with you you will take with you whatever road you choose to walk along what is that what am I going to take with me no matter what road I choose to walk along but my own mind and what is the world except a reflection of the content of my mind that's all it is the world is a projection of the content of my mind revealing to me the state my mind is in and when I can accept revelation which is the restoration of the vertical relationship my mind and heart has with God 
and I can accept miracles, the miracle, the one miracle, which is the restoration of my awareness of relationship to creation. Just a minute here. All I have to do is imitate the sound of a spray bottle, and that puts an end to that. <laughs> anyway, when I can accept my unity with my brothers. I realize three things, and I'm going to, I'm going to end with this. There's only three confusions. There's only ever three confusions that keep me from awareness of union. One is I'm confused about in and out. But that's resolved when I realize life is of the mind and in the mind and only mind and he has not left his thoughts secondly I'm confused about form and content and when my spiritual eye is awakened I'm no longer blinded by my body's eyes vision but I can see I can see truth because truth is all there is and finally I'm confused about journey and destination as an ego experiencing nothing but lack I thought there was some place I had to be to find peace but I'm going to end with this this is such a culmination of everything he's trying to get me to, to realize it's from chapter 24 in the section called the resolution of the dream Paragraph 46, the Christ in you is very still, for he knows that love is in you now and safely held in you by that same hand that holds your brothers and your own. I'm talking about journey and destination confusion. Christ's hand holds all his brothers in himself. He gives them vision for their sightless eyes and sings to them of heaven that their ears may hear no more the sound of battle and of death. He reaches through them, holding out his hand that everyone may bless all living things and see their holiness. And he rejoices that these sights are yours to look upon with him and share his joy. His perfect lack of specialness, he offers you that you might save all living things from death, receiving from each one. This is what my brothers give me, receiving from each one the gift of life that your forgiveness offers to your capital self. The sight of Christ is all there is to see. The song of Christ is all there is to hear. The hand of Christ is all there is to hold. There is no journey but to walk with him eternally. <laughs> eternally now amen thank you everyone without each other we would indeed be lost and I am so very grateful thank you yeah thank you hallelujah